not saying she was a little angel. Armed robbery. What I'm saying is armed robbery is a gateway drug to murder. It's not a lateral move. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Whitney! I'm trying to remember the rest. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Bucket and Rug Podcast. As always, my name's Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney. And today, we're bringing you another story that may or may not keep you up at night. Hopefully, by the end of it, we will all still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell. In Sooner or later, I'm going to get so fast, it's going to sound like an auction <laughs> Hopefully by the end of it was we able to Or there's like the <laughs> No, like the details at the end of the medication commercials. <laughs> Careful for signs of fatigue, sweaty, diarrhea, heart attack, stroke. COVID. You could die. What? Totally different directions of that. I went porky pig. <laughs> and I don't even think that's how he sounds. Oh, that's all, folks. Wait, no, that's not him, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't actually know. <laughs> Stay tuned for us learning who the Looney Tunes actually are. Not all of them. Not all of them. We only care about the ones who really matter. Lola. Lola, Tweety, sometimes. The Martian. Yep. That's in, it. End of list. <laughs> end of list. Michael Jordan. I almost said Michael Jackson, but he wasn't in Space Jam, was he? Not the way I know was in, of. He was in Men in Black. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's true. So today, I am going to be bringing you a story that was actually suggested to us by another podcast, Darwin's Deviations. Oh. I have listened to a few... Just a couple of their episodes, but they're very funny. It's basically like cryptid parodies kind of thing. Mm. Very good. I I recommend them. Um, We've talked on and off every once in a while about different true crime cases, and this is one that they brought forward. They did say, do you accept suggestions? And I said, we do. And they said, Robert Beckowitz, I wouldn't suggest looking at the images and then I accidentally looked at all the images five seconds after I looked up who Robert Beckwitz was. So... You say accidentally, like it's not a whole other button you have to push. It wasn't. The first site I went to, it was just there. Mm. Mm. Ah. Does that ah. feel good? Ah. <laughs> the last time our parents were here, Dad was using a saw, and Mom said something to the effect of, you know we have to leave soon because we had tickets for the zoo. And dad's working on the saw and he goes, ah. And I was like, did you just peanut butter baby mom? <laughs> Does that feel good? Ah. <laughs> Bring it back. Bring back Vine. <laughs> Bring back. Well, that's kind of what TikTok is, I guess. Ah. Ah. <laughs> ah. Anyway, you looked at pictures when you shouldn't have. Yeah. And now they're seared into my memory forever. So up top right here, I am going to say, I am not going to post probably any photo i'm gonna try to post photos it might just be one picture i don't know but um 
if you Google this or you look at any of my resources, I'm just gonna straight up say right now that some of them have links to the photos and some of them do not. They are very graphic photos, very graphic. So I just, you know, listen to our podcast and then maybe not do extra research this time around. Or, or do, but on an empty stomach. Or do and then message me and we can be in pain together. Or, or do on a full stomach, but plan to throw up. Plan like, to throw up. When you're close oh, to yeah, it's not good. Um, but furthermore, there will be some graphic descriptions throughout this episode so if you're a little squeamish squeamish maybe maybe listen maybe don't skip this one but listen to it on like two times the speed so you just get it over with rip it off like a band-aid you know so you're gonna porky pig through this whole episode yeah that's what i'm saying so i shouldn't listen if i'm squeamish Right. So. All right, let's get head out, guys. <laughs> Dang it, I need a new co-host. I'll no. call Jack. Unfortunately, very few things Oh yeah. freak me out. You're going to be a doctor. I am. You. One. I'm going to yeah. be a licensed doctor. Yeah, there we go. That's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, I... Yeah, I've seen some stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wild West. <laughs> I've seen, I've been around the block a time or two. Mm-hmm. Not this block, though. I hope nobody's been through this block. All right. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> I forgot that song, like, even existed. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. If you're going to listen to this episode and then look at pictures... Make sure you are have Disney Plus pulled up and you're yeah. ready to push play on Moana. Yeah, after. absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> so Robert Beckowitz, B-E-C-K-O-W-I-T-Z, was born in 1949, approximately 1949. He was raised in an orphanage with his brother Gerald from a young age. So... Not a lot is known about their life growing up because they were put in the system quite early. Mm -hmm. And so there are records, public records, that have different names for Robert. So Mm -hmm. he he has Robert A. Beckowitz, Robert T. Beckowitz, and Robert P. Beckowitz, although most sources think his middle name was Alan. So Robert Alan Beckowitz. But again, nobody's quite sure. It's like one of those people that says... My middle name's Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> my middle name's Speed Danger. Yeah. Speedy Danger. <laughs> That's a better example. <laughs> Merle Hightower. Nope. <laughs> uh, High Church? Hightower is my middle, middle name. name. <laughs> I'm just surprised my middle name's Someone <laughs> said, someone, I don't know what I was listening to. Oh, I was listening to a podcast and it was like a podcast of, like a lady reading one of her books. A lady reading one of her books, and she used the word prostrate, and the only thing I could think of was Clint going, I prostrate myself. No. No, no he says, I prostate myself I prostate in front of you. myself. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> prostrate myself. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Ooh, your so, knee is touching my knee. Please don't, don't do this. this. <laughs> so those who knew him personally, Robert Beck- Beckowitz, 
Um, mostly described him as like a troubled man just because of how tough his younger life was. Sure. Grew up rough. Yeah. So in 1982, then 33-year-old Robert stood 6'4 and weighed approximately 250 pounds. That's a big boy. Yeah, he was known as a local biker in northwest Detroit, Michigan, and was rarely seen without long hair pulled back into a single braid. Robert unfortunately got a bad reputation from individuals on Woodbine Street because of the three-bedroom ranch-style home he resided in. The home was owned by Ronald Franchi and his associate Terrell Hargishmeyer. Hargishmeyer? Hargishmeyer? I'm going to go with that one. Whom rented it out to Robert and approximately four to five other individuals who had become like a general nuisance to the neighborhood. So the neighbors might have turned a blind eye to Robert. He was fairly quiet. However, the annoyance from the comings and goings of this house was less than ideal just because there were so many people and there were so many people who would rent for a short period and then leave and so there'd be new people moving in. It was like a frat house. <clears throat> yes. So the the residents began complaining to the city about it because the home itself was... Like, it was actually illegal due to, like, zoning codes. Mm -hmm. Like, the home was, like, a single-family home. They weren't supposed to rent it out to right. this many people. Right, but they had multiple tenants paying rent. Right. In a house that probably couldn't fit that many people anyway. Right. So, nothing was really ever done, um, even as Police Chief William Hart got complaints. And there was a little side note that Police William Hart potentially... Was, got fired for, like, embezzlement or something weird like that after this happened. I don't know, though. That doesn't matter. Um, allegedly, the homeowner, Hargishimer, um, was taken to court in 1975 for allowing illegal occupancy of the basement as an apartment, but he never showed up, and then he was never served for his failing to appear in court. So, just, like, a weird situation that he was living in, I guess. Not a lot of people liked them so the neighbors weren't super like friendly towards robert sure not necessarily that they didn't like him personally but just the living situation they were kind of annoyed at so they mm -hmm. were like he was a hoodlum he yes. was he was contributing to a bad situation right he was in a local biker game i think they gave him a bad rep you know he hung around probably not great people so but also big boy big guy he was probably fairly intimidating i'm not gonna lie so what Robert, make, wait, what? what makes you say that? <laughs> I mean, 6'4", 200 pounds, 250 pounds with a, with a nice braid, with a nice and a bike, biker, motorbike. Yeah, because no tricycle. What? The <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> now, Robert had been living in the basement apartment for some time leading up to Wednesday, July 14th, 1982. On that night, he had been watching TV with his girlfriend, 21-year-old Janine Lynn Clark, or some people just thought her name was Jean. So Janine was described by friends as a petite woman with dark red hair. Her background is pretty much just as obscure as Robert's, except for her previous record, which stated that she had been incarcerated for a small portion of time for her participation in a bank robbery. And she, at this time, was on parole for it. So it wasn't necessarily super far in her past. 
Uh oh. But that's all people really knew about her and that she was dating Robert and she was frequently also seen in the house. I don't know if she was living there permanently with him or if she was just would just stay with him from time mm-hmm. to time. I'm not sure about that. Now, the pair were later joined by James Edward Glover, another local biker who had a prominent snake tattoo on his shaved head and a spinal injury resulting in a heavy limp. He actually had to walk with a cane. James and Robert were supposedly friends. People saw them hanging out all the time. They rode their motorcycles together. But a recent disagreement between the two had the pair on edge. So James had accused Robert of setting fire to his home sometime prior to this night of Wednesday, July 14th, 1982. Although, like, there was never public record or arrests made on that. Mm -hmm. There was also some speculation on Robert's side that James and Janine were sexually involved behind his back. Most people think it's proven true. More probable than the fire. Yeah. More evidence than the fire. Yeah. So, seemingly putting the past disagreements behind them, the trio enjoyed each other's company. They watched Helter Skelter, the movie, and then the Benny Hill show came on late into the night. So, nearing midnight as the Benny Hill show was on, James had gotten up, grabbed a forty-five that Robert owned, and that was lying in the apartment, and shot Robert in the side of the head while Janine was sitting next to him on the couch. After killing Robert, unbeknownst to the neighbors, Janine and James were seen leaving and returning to the home several times over the next three days together and individually. During these outings, Janine went shopping specifically for film for a camera while James retrieved a hacksaw from his parents' home. The pair then returned to the basement to take pictures of themselves in the nude, mutilating Robert's body. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Hard left turn. So we're just sitting watching TV and yeah. then swerve on him, grabs a gun, and shoots him? Yeah. It was later, I mean, it was. it turned out to be true, but James later said that, like, they were on drugs. Like, they were all on drugs. And... That's why people think him and Janine were together because, you know, one of their stories at some point said they were and then they denied it. And so people are like, they were probably sleeping together. He's high off his ass on drugs. Gets jealous. Shoots the competition. Gets jealous. Thinks Robert set his house on fire. Kills him. Which honestly now, more likely. Yeah, right. Right now it's starting to make sense. (laughs) So Janine and James, heads up, this is going to get rough. Oh, oh, now? Now it's going to get rough. I'm sorry. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> All right, I'm buckling you yourself in. You might need one of those pull-down okay, ones. Wait, wait, wait. Hang click, on. Click, 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 click. <laughs> and then you clip it in and front. Then, and then you have to hold it down you while you reach over. You have to hold it down while you awkwardly it. reach under your own thigh to clip it between clip your legs. To clip it in, but then if you don't get it tight enough, you're like... Yeah. Up and down against it. Right. And then when they come by, they're going to push it down and squeeze even, even further. More. Yeah. And then you're like, I can't breathe. And they're like, well, that's how it's supposed to be. And you're like, what? <laughs> and then you understand what you're actually on the right. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody else? So Janine and James. <laughs> Sorry, we were laughing. Serious face. 
Janine and James stabbed Robert 84 times after they killed him. Then they removed Robert's head with the hacksaw. They continued to dismember the body into 14 different pieces, rearranging the body parts in various poses. They documented this whole process. That's why we know what they did on the camera that Janine had purchased film for. There are several haunting photos, including Janine smiling while crouching down next to Robert's neck, holding the chainsaw. Janine then is photographed physically sawing Robert's head off in the nude. She's naked this whole time. Janine is then seen holding a butcher knife to Robert's genitals. Janine and James are then pictured together, stabbing and mutilating Robert's body. They then have several photos or took several photos of um, Robert's penis in his hand, a severed hand that they had cut off. Then they placed the penis that was in the severed hand up to his mouth and took a photo of that on a kitchen chair. They then took a photo of a, a foot that they had cut off from Robert that they placed into his decapitated head. And then they just have a picture of the same severed foot on the coffee table in front of the television. There are several others, but those are the main photographs that were leaked to the public. Leaked. Yeah. Mm. Is this like a this is like a film you got to go get a developed camera, right? Because <laughs> yeah. of the year. Oh, the person who had yeah, to develop so, that film. Well, okay, so um, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> so, Surprise, shorty. <laughs> after several days of doing drugs, having sex, supposedly, and dismembering Robert's corpse while taking photos, they put all of the pieces of his body into different trash bags and then just placed them around the home as if that was going to do anything. What? Listen, I don't know. On Saturday, July 17th, 1982, a neighbor, Janice, her last name's Zmich, Z-M-I-C-H, I don't know, was woken up around 3.45 a.m. by Janine outside of Robert's home yelling at James to let her back inside. Was she naked? I don't know. I'm not sure. They were then seen later that same day at two separate garage sales on that street around 1 p.m. and then 4 p.m. And then later that evening, Janine contacted the police after James got really high on drugs and claimed that she was being held prisoner by James, who murdered her boyfriend and forced her to help cut up his body. The pair was quickly taken into custody. <laughs> Jesus. Now, there is... Let's just sweep this under the rug! There is speculation that she did not call the police, that they went to go get the film developed, and the person behind the counter called the police. However, the story of her calling the police is corroborated more so than them getting it developed. I think it was just something that was like, oh my god, like how did they get the film developed but I think the police found it. The police developed the film. And developed it as evidence. But I don't, I don't know. The police know. developed it. Yeah. There's no way. There's no. There's no way that it got developed and was returned to them without the police being called. Right. There's oh, no. no. Absolutely. Way. Yeah. 
And that that would be the story that would be everywhere. There yeah. would be no, she decided to call the police and pretend she was a prisoner. Right. No. Right. And I do say pretend. I'm not saying allegedly. She <laughs> made it up. is a big fat liar. I don't know. You'll have to listen to the rest of the story. All right, Paul Harvey, <laughs> go on. <laughs> no. So James was charged with first-degree murder, mutilation of a body, and for using a fire, firearm in the commission of a felony on Monday, July 19th, 1982. So two days after he was taken into custody. One more time. The charges? Um, first-degree murder, mm-hmm. mutilation of a body, and using a firearm in a commission of a felony. Felicy. I think first-degree means you planned it out. Yes. Um, using a firearm in the commission of a felony is a real fancy way to say, I shot a guy. <laughs> I shot a guy. <laughs> and then mutilate, well, yeah. You, yeah. I mean, that one's pretty obvious. So he pleaded, he actually pleaded not guilty to these on July 19th when he was first charged. Well, he probably doesn't remember <laughs> it yet. <laughs> so Janine was actually not charged at the time. She was only being held by police as a witness on a parole violation with her bond set at $10,000 because at this point in time, they did not have evidence. I mean, she called the police and said she was a prisoner, so. There is no way, no way that being in that house in the first place is not a violation of her parole. There were drugs. Yeah, no, that's what she was in jail. That's what they were holding her for. (laughs) There was Listen, uh, but there's no reason she wouldn't be automatically back in jail. What does parole mean? No, uh, she is in jail. She's not being charged with anything, though. The not only related thing she's in, to this crime. The only thing she's in trouble for is violating her parole. Um, for multiple reasons. Yeah, yes, yes. For sh- witnessing somebody shoot a guy. Cute. Not cute. I mean, I looked at the cat. I was cute. <laughs> weird (laughs) so she okay so she would be charged later with mutilation of a corpse on thursday august 12th 1982 so basically a whole month later but she only got charged with mutilation of a corpse i mean yeah ever yeah and this was only after assistant prosecutor timothy kenny stated that like, she wasn't a witness. Like, she no. was clearly there. Like, she was, but, like, she was clearly there. And her bond was automatically raised to $100,000. When she heard this, Janine, in the courtroom, began sobbing uncontrollably before Judge Wendy Baxter, the judge presiding over the case. After they did this, James actually came into the courtroom as well. He limped into the courtroom using a cane because of his spinal injury and he was wearing a wig to cover up all of his tattoos because he had a snake tattoo on his head the pair together waived their pre-trial examination and agreed to move straight into the trial although i read later that james had to have one but then was okay to go to trial pre-trial examination like are they even fit to stand yeah, trial yes. like are they in the right mind right now to yes. even stand trial that makes sense okay so, at a pretrial conference on Friday, November 12th, 1982, James changed his plea to guilty, because remember, he plead not guilty, but this was an exchange for a promise that he would not be given a life sentence. 
and to be charged for second-degree murder instead of first-degree murder, although he was still charged with mutilation and the use of a firearm in the commission of a felony. I feel like the loophole here is, yeah, we won't give you life in prison. Death penalty. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like there shouldn't... Oh, yeah, I don't know what the death penalty rules were at that I'm time. I'm sure it's higher. I'm sure that you can't go that way. But yeah. I'm like, be more specific in what you want. Yeah, but... I guess his argument was, his attorney's argument was, it couldn't, it seemed more like second degree murder, because second degree murder is like in the heat of the moment. Yeah. Because they argued that he used one of Robert's guns that was already in the apartment. Right, he didn't bring his own stuff. Right, he didn't bring his own stuff. And then they had to go shopping. Right. Then they had to go shopping. Yeah, exactly. So I guess that's kind of what their argument was. But, I mean, he's still getting charged with a lot of stuff, so... Now, before Judge Michael Sapala gave James his sentence on Tuesday, November 30th, 1982, he stated that this case was unequaled in his experience in his legal career, having worked as a prosecutor and then a private attorney before becoming a judge. He then gave James a 30 to 50 year sentence for what he referred to as a quote unquote 48 hour frenzy of murder and dismemberment. And then I do believe that he recommended that he not be able to go, not be able to apply for parole until like after the 30 years. Mm hmm. Something. I, I don't know if that's how you say say that or not in court like lingo. But. Sure. It, it'd be like, I mean, I don't know, but he, he's going to recommend he's not eligible for parole until after yeah. at least that sentence yes. is carried out. Yes. So that's that. So Janine did not go to trial until the end of January 1983. So she had about six months where she was just in jail, I guess. During her trial, James actually testified as to her participation in the crime, stating, quote, right now, I'd say she didn't really stay of her own free will. He continued to say that he was the one who killed Robert, which was true, and that although he was heavily intoxicated on synthetic opiates and amphetamines at the time, he, quote, must have been the one responsible for the mutilations and photographs. He was basically saying, like, I can't remember, but I'm sure I did it. I don't know. Janine corroborated this story, stating, quote, I went to do it, but I couldn't do it. I told him, go ahead and kill me, but I couldn't hurt Bob. He said I'd have to stay there a couple of days because he had to get rid of the body. I was afraid if I tried to say anything more, he'd hurt me too. Her defense attorney, James Weisk, said that the photos taken of Janine were for blackmail to force her to go along with it rather than her wanting to participate in it. That's what their argument was. Good fake smile. Yeah, she was smiling hardcore. She she she's fake cheesing. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Definitely. Was she smizing? <laughs> I didn't look. You know, hey, you know what? I didn't look that close at her face, unfortunately, because her tits were out. Well, and there was a headless body next oh, to her. That would be distracting. That would be distracting. <laughs> So prosecutor Thomas Bahan argued with this account, pointing to the photographs as evidence that she wasn't an innocent party. 
The prosecutor stated, quote, no one is going to know all of what happened, but those photographs are graphic evidence of something that did happen. Look at her face. Do you see fear, revulsion, or disgust? I don't think you will find those things. She was smiling the whole time, so that's what he was kind of getting at. He then further argued that Janine left the home several times by herself and yet still returned to the home, even buying film for the camera they used to take the photos at one point. Because if you remember... The neighbor said she was yelling to let her. I was just going to say she was yelling to let her back back in in the house. Yes. Yes. Honey. The prosecutor also stated that James's spinal injury that caused him to need a cane would have hindered him too much to be able to move Robert's body by himself. The jury, composed of six men and six women, only took an hour and five minutes to convict Janine. Again, she was only being charged with mutilation, though. Pretty, I don't know what that charge necessarily, how bad it is, but it's not great. Her sentencing was on Wednesday, February 23rd, 1983, with Judge Michael Sapala giving Janine the full 10 years for mutilation. He stated that he believed she was dangerous and that there was no extenuating circumstances to explain why she did what she did. And I don't think she was allowed parole either. There's no way. So there's not much information found on what happened to Janine Lynn Clark or James Edward Glover after they were placed in prison. There's not a lot about Robert Beckwith's family either because, again, like nobody really knew who these people were Mm -hmm. to begin with. Many believe that these two were paroled after they served that, like, initial time and that they potentially could be alive today. Because this was in 1983 and she yeah. was 20. So, I mean, oh, she'd be... She could easily be... Like, 60s, 70s. Yeah. But there's no information on them, so we don't know. Now, their crime was immortalized in the early days of the internet when the crime scene photos surfaced online in the mid to late 90s. So, yeah, like a couple years after, well, 10 years after, you know. The duo was branded the Natural Born Losers in reference to the Oliver Stone movie, The Natural Born Killers, which I've not seen, but I also believe this is kind of why, like, when people saw their crime scene photos, it became like a, like a horror, like it was popularized, but it's like a terrible crime scene photos that I wish like nobody ever lays their eyes upon ever again. But The Natural Born Killers, the movie follows two victims of traumatized childhoods who become lovers and then psychopathic serial killers, irresponsibly glorified by the mass media. Yeah. So, I mean, they were basically like, yeah, I mean, I never heard of this story beforehand, but I'm sure, like, it was pretty recent to the 90s, and if the crime scene photos, like, immediately came out after that, mm-hmm. then I'm sure people knew about it. Oh, I'm sure it was, it's so buck wild what they did that there's no way it kept quiet or stayed in the town. Like, yeah. Like, there's no way. Yeah, no, and, like, the crime scene photos are just... Not the crime scene, but, well, I guess, but the photos that they took are, like, horrible. Like, and it's crazy that, like, I don't even know what the plan was. I think they were so high on drugs that they're just like, we're going to take these photos and then... What plan? Get away with it. Yeah, they're like, we'll hide his body in the apartment that we're living in. Like, that doesn't... They were so... 
so high. Yeah. <laughs> on God knows what. Yeah. Probably at least him. At least some him. type of mix of drugs that does not exist. Yeah, anymore. well, like they, he said he was on opiates and amphetamines. Who knows what he... I mean, really, who knows though what it was laced with? Who yeah. Knows? Yeah, who knows? yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So that is basically the end of the story. There's not a lot of information just because of, I think, when it was. But if you want to see the photos, I will post my resources on bugnarug.pombean.com. If you do not want to see the photos, do not click and do not Google this because a lot of the websites do not have warnings on them. So just be aware. Um, we'll post some photos if I can find. I know I can find ones of Janine and James, but I might have a hard time finding one of Robert. So we'll do our best, but we'll post those on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Facebook's Bug and Rug, Instagram, and Twitter are at BIR Podcast. Now, after all of that information, do you want to see the photos? I mean, I do, but I don't. I mean, right. yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to look at them. Do before you before you look at him, do you think this story will keep you up at night, or do you think you'll still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug? Drugs do bad things to people. Yeah. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. PSA. Don't do drugs. You heard it here. You heard it here first. <laughs> not in school. Mm-hmm. Not from your parents. Mm-hmm. Not from the the church. I don't know. Here first. <laughs> here first. Don't, this is the first time. This is the very first time. Yeah. Don't do drugs. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> like, is I that don't. what you took away from this story? <laughs> what did you want me to take away from it? I ask you, if you is it going to keep you up at night? Or are you still going to be able to sleep with a good rug? <laughs> Somebody's going to get really mad. That I even compared the sound I just made with my mouth to porky. Yeah, beer. that wasn't even close. <laughs> That's do? worse. Isn't he like a beep beep beep? <laughs> That's all, folks. If you can make a sound like Porky Pig, record it and send it to us and I'll send you a sticker. And we'll play the sound bits on yeah, an upcoming next episode. episode. Yeah. That's closer, I think. I'm just making sounds now. Like, I don't. These noises that you're making are going to keep me up. <laughs> Good. It'll keep me from thinking about these pictures I'm about to put in my brain. Yeah. So before you see them, how do you think I don't know sleep? why you're asking me. I if I'm either going to stay up and I'm angry that you're asking me the whole premise of our show. I'm either going to be kept up wondering what they look like or I'm going to be kept up because I've looked at them. That's true. Either way. We're going to yeah. have to watch Moana after this. <laughs> I wanted to get to bed at a decent time, but that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's 10.23. How long's Moana? Too longer than that. <laughs> longer, than- <laughs> longer than me getting to bed by 10.30, that's for sure. Maybe if you watch Moana like five times this week. I'll miss out on the whole relaxing quality. <laughs> what can I say besides welcome? What can I say besides welcome? <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. I am saying Moana, and in my brain, I'm picturing Lilo and Stitch. Not the same. Well, you you said, no, definitely not. You said Moana, and then started singing that song, and I immediately pictured Jumanji. Just because it's The Rock, okay? Yes. yes. Dwayne Johnson. Pardon me. Yeah. 
<laughs> Only his, his closest friends can call him the rock. <laughs> well, now. <laughs> Only his closest associates can call him the rock. It's just very cute that his daughter doesn't understand that he also plays Maui, or at least she didn't. She didn't? No. Man, literally, if you Google his name, the first, if you Google it, his name, Robert Beckowitz, the first link will automatically show you the crime scene photos. This is the mistake I made. Do you even have to click on the link for it to come up? Like, it'll just take you to the website, and the website's just the pictures. Yeah, but I'm saying if you Google it. Yeah. If you were to Google his name, does the Google search show you the pictures, or do you have to click on a link? Oh, no, you have to click on a link. But, you know what the best bet is if you are interested in more of this? There was a YouTube video that I watched. There were a couple YouTube videos that I watched on this. They do not show any of the crime scene photos. So if you're interested in it and want a different version of the story, um, do it on YouTube and so then you won't see them as much. Yeah, yeah. So that's why they don't post them. So we're going to have to call this like NSFW. I mean, do you want to see name. them? Yeah. Are, are you sure? Yep. Are you positive? Yep. Okay. That's bad. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. Uh, yeah, I told like, you. Like, they're very naked this whole time. Yeah. And smiling. Yeah. The whole time. The whole like, time. she's enjoying herself. That's yeah. what's so gross. How could she possibly say, I was holding, I was holding prisoner. I had to fake it. No. Yeah, that's why a lot of people were like, and I think people argued too, like, yeah, James was scary. Maybe he did have a gun. But again, like, you left by yourself. And, like, he has, he can't walk without a cane, so all you have to do is kick the you cane out. You couldn't outrun him? Right. Like, all you had to do is kick the cane out from underneath of him. You wouldn't even have to do that. Just run. Yeah. Unless it was, like, a weird, like, he was making her take drugs or whatever, but that never came up in the research, so, like, I, that's just speculation on my part. Speculation, Your Honor. <laughs> I just <Dismissed>. can't. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> Uh, I the the drugs they were on had to have caused them to do the things that they did. There's no person who does that out of nowhere with like no prior history of like hurting animals or like whatever. They like just like suddenly one day we're just like. But we don't. We also don't know because we don't know a lot true. about their backgrounds. I mean, she was. She robbed a bank. Which isn't the same, but, like, armed robbery, and then... I'm not saying she was a little angel. Armed robbery... What I'm saying is armed robbery is a gateway drug to murder. It's not a lateral move. (laughs) What's a lateral move to armed robbery? To armed robbery? Oh, I guess armed robbery to what? Arson? Sure. Was there so? Are there people in the house? No. Oh, then yeah. <laughs> Wait, but armed robbery to arson with nobody in the house? If you didn't shoot anybody, that's fair. You're taking people's sense of security. You're causing them great financial loss. I'm not entirely sure how it's not a lateral move. What's breaking in and then leaving a lawful? <laughs> that it depends. 
No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's probably... I think that's definitely... Less. Less. I think that's more of, like, on the... Leaving, like, weird notes in people's mailboxes. Yeah, it's unnerving. Yeah. But there's no immediate financial loss or danger. Yeah. Unless the letters have anthrax. (laughs) Now, is that a lateral move from armed robbery and arson? It could be argued. Does anybody die? I don't know. I need a... Murder is murder, though, so as soon as you kill somebody, that's just a step up. I need a bulletin board and some red string. (laughs) And that guy's leg. And that man's eye. And that man's I eye. I don't really need that. I was kidding. <laughs> Just thought it was funny if you'd get it. Oh, man. Anyway. Anyway. How do you feel now? Do you think that it'll keep you up at night? Or now do you think you'll still go to sleep as long as Boogie Rug? Now that you're not wondering what the pictures look like. It depends. Are we going to watch Moana? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't love it, but also, like, it's exactly as bad as you said it would be. Yeah. It was a lateral move from what you said it would <laughs> yeah. be. I did like, just, I literally described the picture as, I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. I was mentally prepared at least a smidge for it. Yeah. Like, I was, I wasn't, but, like, the ball had started rolling down the hill. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine if they're still alive? I don't know how old James was. Did I say that? mm I don't know if I know. How old was Robert? 33. And she was 21? Yeah. Whoa. Age is just a number. Well, she's 21. She's legal. Okay. Age is just a number, as long as they're legal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking? I'm agreeing with you. We're not going to kill him. We didn't kill him. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's alive. He's alive. Dad, you can't say those things. All right, well, that's that's it for my story. Happy October, everybody. We're gonna have to literally name this like not safe for work, and then his names, his name. Like we can't just because people are gonna Google. Oh, I wonder what this story's about. Yeah, and then be like, oh god, God. no, nobody warned us. Yeah, dear God, sweet Jesus, no, anything but this. (laughs) We could put his name and then like graphic content. Are these parentheses? Yeah, because these are quotations. This is an audio medium. <laughs> Let me know if I was right <laughs> in our direct in our DMs. <laughs> if I got parentheses in the quotation marks, right? Anyway, are parentheses a lateral move to quotation marks? <laughs> when do brackets get involved? Are is a bridge a lateral move from? <laughs> no, no, please. No. What is that TikTok audio? You gotta treat a car like you treat a woman. Oh, okay. No. no. I Since I've made, made a mistake. mistake. What are squiggly brackets used for? I'm trying to think about anything but this story. Math. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna go look up 
We're going to go do long division so we can get the images out of our <laughs> Yep, I'm going to do long division until I fall asleep. That's a lateral move from whatever we're doing right now. <laughs> All right, signing off. I'm Caitlin. I'm Whitney. Bye. Sleep tight. I won't.